In the name of God who creates life, in the name of the Savior who loves life, and in the name of the Spirit who defies life. Amen. Amen. gospel reading speaks to me in a special way. I have a place in my heart for these fishermen that Jesus calls to follow him, particularly Andrew, the namesake of the parish I grew up in, and of course the patron of Scotland. And as someone who enjoys fishing, I find these first callings of Jesus somewhat relatable. While I've never been a commercial fisherman as they were, Anyone who has cast a net, a fly, or a line, whether for a living or enjoyment, has an appreciation for the adventure the pursuit often involves. An adventure that has provided more fodder for lively storytelling, mythic legends, tall tales, and more often than not comic mishaps, than possibly any other application. It is in this latter category that I wish to relate one of my own fishing stories. When I was in college, a friend and I spent much of our free time at area ponds, streams, and lakes, fishing for whatever might bite. Winter months, about this time of year, found us counting the days until we could return to our favorite fishing holes. One day, in the middle of the winter, my friend says, I have an idea, always a risky statement when made by a good friend. His idea was to load up my truck and we would head up to northern Indiana to the St. Joseph River for the salmon run. I quickly agreed we gathered our fishing gear, threw it in the truck, and we were on our way. Now, neither of us had ever been salmon fishing. Most of our fishing gear came from Walmart, which was probably not up to the task. We had no idea where we were going to stay the night before, so you had to get to the river right around sunrise to get a good spot, and we were at least a five-hour drive away. So, in the true spirit of adventure, and not letting a lack of experience, proper gear, or planning stand in our way, we set out for the river. Oh, and our budget was typical of what two college students might consider a budget. My, my friend suggested on the way that we stay at a state park. The state parks during the off-season would allow free camping, so it was well within our budget. We arrived, we set up camp, and we thought we were all set for a restful night's sleep, and thoughts turned to the bounty of fish we would surely have the next morning. What we hadn't planned for was the weather. And of course, winter weather in northern Indiana, it gets cold, and that night it got down to five degrees. That was not including the wind chill. So we turned picnic tables on end to make a windbreak. We set up one tent from all the blankets that we had in it and made the decision one would sleep and the other kept the fire going. I took the first shift manning the fire and put on a pot of coffee to stay warm. I remember sitting by the fire and looking at a beautiful star-filled sky on a crisp, clear, cold night. Heard a coyote howl off in the woods somewhere, and occasionally stoking the fire. Now, despite the cold, I found something peaceful in this moment. That was until the peace was broken by a loud snore from my friend inside the tent, and 
cranking my concentration, I went down to find my cup of coffee had frozen into a slush-like substance. And then a moment of clarity struck. I realized I don't even like salmon. <laughs> the next day was a bust. Not a single fish was caught. So much for our frozen fishing adventure, or as my friend dubbed it, the winter of our discount tent. We all have our stories of misadventures, some from our youth, some more recent. They become the stories that we tell our friends and loved ones, the lessons that we pass on to younger generations. The gift of each day blesses us, pilgrims through life, with the opportunity to take part in another adventure. And like the fishing trip, there are times we go at it unprepared. These are the times for me that bring to mind a saying, Another friend was fond of saying, adventure requires uncertain outcome, which of course is true if there is no map for the road and no destination in mind. The day for Andrew and Simon started out like many others. They woke early, prepared for the day, nets recently mended are ready for a productive day fishing. As fishermen do, they talk about the tasks at hand, what needs to be done in the coming days, fishing conditions and the market, and what is going on in their world. And the discussion surely turned from time to time about the rabbi who was causing such a stir. Andrew had already heard much about him from earlier encounters. However, it isn't likely that, that morning they started their day thinking, aha, today is the day the Messiah will call us and we will follow him. Their journey for the day was probably already figured out. Wait, fish, eat, prepare for tomorrow's journey, rest. The journey was figured out. But then Jesus shows up. We may never know how that conversation went, but by Mark's accounts, may have been very short since they immediately stopped what they were doing and followed him. Not much later, James and John do the same, not only altering their day's journey, but possibly upending expectations of their father. This morning, we each started our day with a journey in mind, not unlike Andrew and Simon. We woke, we prepared, we made our way here. From here we go on about our day, visit with friends, housework, shopping, time with the family, make ready for tomorrow's journey. But if we stop, we listen closely to that voice, that still small voice, we hear that Jesus calls to us as he did them. How do we react when Jesus calls us by name? Follow me. Would we recognize him when he calls to us? Would there be conversation or would our spirit leap for joy when we would follow? There is a saying that goes, our devils are never the same when we meet them face to face. But we can easily flip this saying around and say, Jesus isn't the same when we meet him face to face. When Christ does touch our heart, it's like no other experience that we will ever have. It wakes our sleepy spirit and captures us. As the psalmist describes, God spoke once and I heard it twice. 
We should have no fear, for not only does Jesus often walk with us, but equip and sustain us along the way. Or to borrow from author Nelson DeVille, the good news for us in this, we are all pilgrims on the same journey, but some pilgrims get better roadmaps. Each day, Jesus calls to us at work, at play, at home, where we travel. Jesus calls us to live the journey with more depth, more purpose, more meaning, and promises to be with us every step of the way. Christ calls out to us, meet me, he says, in prayer and in the Eucharist and in one another. Hear my voice in the quiet corners of your heart. You will meet me in the hungry today, feed them. You will meet me in those who suffer today, be with them. You will meet me in injustices today. Be the voice of justice. You will meet me in those without hope today. Be the voice of hope. And you will meet me in your enemy who hates you today. Love them. And carry God's love wherever you go. We should not think of our journey up to this point before this calling of Christ as a waste. We have traveled, seen what there is to see, good and bad. At times, we seem to, have our, seem to have our path figured out. But all too often, we find ourselves resembling that ill-fated fishing trip, not prepared, <coughs> trusting too much in our own resiliency, and chasing an uncertain goal. We've learned a lot, and indeed, we have learned lessons to share. But we know we need more for this journey. It is when we realize this that we find ourselves listening more intently for Jesus' call to us. I think this may be the point, the conversation Jesus had with Andrew and Simon, where he finally just said to them, listen, care to try it my way? I can't promise it will all be roses, but I will be with you and you will share in the work for God's kingdom. It is our journey through life and then hearing the call of Christ that empowers us to live out the Christian hope. It makes us ambassadors of Christ and strengthens us to raise others up for their journey. This morning, we will welcome Max into the household of God. We will all respond to the question, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support Max in his life in Christ? Take heart, we have heard the call. We've replied, through Christ, we and Max will walk together as God's family, building up his kingdom. Amen. Amen.